Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. And good morning, this is Heather Caro. And Father John Rutten. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're broadcasting Real Presence live from Harrisburg, South Dakota. Yay! Yay! Live from St. John Paul II Church. In a bank. Yes, we are. And I remind everybody, uh, for those of that that don't know, we're uh, starting a new parish. Catholics founding a parish. It's like uh, totally... Exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. I was with some Protestant ministers and they were like... A church plan from Catholics? <laughs> you know? But yeah, we're in a bank, and I remind everybody, we still collect money. Yeah, still collecting money. Don't yep. necessarily give it out, but you collect it. Yeah, yeah. We have a safe deposit box. We got all we, got all we need, so we'll take your money. Do you ever check it? The um, safe deposit box. Have you checked? Uh, that could be a million actually, dollars. Actually, there. there's a spiritual safe deposit box that's within the bank, and that is an envelope that's in the arms of the statue of St. Joseph. And oh. I do check that. That's cool. Yeah, and there's been money idea. in there before. What a great so, idea. Yeah. Well, folks, we are your hosts this morning, so you get to listen to us for at least an hour and a half because, you know, we're going into a big competition at 1030. Yeah. Yeah, know your faith. Mm. So stay tuned, but we have a great show lined up for you. Before we get too far, do you mind opening us up in prayer, Father? That'd be great. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for the gift of life and for the many ways in which your divine life has been poured upon us and guided us and filled our hearts, our minds, our bodies and souls, that we might know the peace that comes from being sons and daughters of you. In these moments in which we don't feel your presence, might we be patient and set our hearts and minds upon the people that God has placed in our lives to help us in this journey. As we pray in your name, amen. Amen. Father, and Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, like I said, we have a great show lined up for you this morning, and we're going to head on over. Gregory is in Fargo. We haven't heard from Gregory in like six months. Yes, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Tell us what we got going on today. Uh, So, coming up this morning, you can call into the questions during our Straight Talk segment, starting at 9.30. And then uh, we'll have Emily O'Connor on to talk about the impact of starting a new parish in Harrisburg, South Dakota. And get ready for the Know Your Faith State competition, which we'll be transitioning to at around 10.30 today with uh, host Father Craig Holcalter and the Sons of Thunder. So, all of that and much more coming up this morning. All right. Thanks, Gregory. Mm -hmm. Glad to have you back for a little bit. Yeah, it's good to be back. (laughs) So, Father, did you know that they're the Sons of Thunder? I have heard about the Sons of Thunder. Well, your brother Joe Rutten called them out the last time he was on the show. (laughs) Oh, no. Joe, keep it cool. (laughs) Because for those of you that might not know, there's Rutten Radio, Mm -hmm. and it's a show that you guys have now gone network-wide the first Wednesday, 7 a.m. every month, and it's just... A fantastic show. I so what's he worked up about the Sons of Thunder for? Well, because, you know, he has to have the 
Good morning, oh. Steve. And they're also very exciting, and they're brothers, and they're priests. Oh. And so is he afraid or something? I, he must yeah. be. It's probably you better good talk for to him, him about it's that. It's good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's always like, oh, yay, 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 yay us, yay, yay us. And Jesus is like, how about yay me? <laughs> Let's change this yeah. a little. <laughs> I'm going to help somebody else rise up higher and humble you. Yeah. That is how he works. Well, our first guests this morning are important. They're in Pier, and I'm really excited to talk to them. Um, we have Chris Motes on the line with us. He's the executive director of the South Dakota Catholic Conference. And Jennifer is the president of the Center for Bioethics and Culture Network. Um, and she's produced some documentaries on the subject that we're going to be talking about this morning. So good morning to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. It's an important morning to get to hear from you and what's going on locally in our states. And I think it's really important to remember that we have a lot of um, influence within our own states to create some change. So this morning, we're going to be talking about an important topic, and it's an important morning for both of you. Um, We were scheduled to have you on later, but you have a committee session that's planned. So what's this topic that's so important that we're talking about today? Well, commercial surrogacy, Heather, is the topic of the legislation, House Bill 1096, that we're both going to testify in favor of this morning. It's a bill to ban commercial surrogacy. Uh, For those who have never heard of it before, commercial surrogacy is the practice where somebody would hire a woman to to bear a child for them, Uh, baby selling in in another... uh, in another sense, it's important um, because it's it's real and it's happening. You know, we've got a uh, also testifying this morning is going to be a, just a dear woman named Kelly Martinez. She's a South Dakota woman, lives out West River, and Kelly Kelly served as a commercial surrogate. Uh, she was in a time in her life she had a growing family, uh, money was tight, pregnancies were were relatively easy for her. She thought she could help somebody, so she agreed to be a commercial surrogate. Um, she did it several times. The final time she did it, she almost died uh, due to um, near-stroke conditions. So she she was in a contract, a commercial contract, with a, a couple from Spain, from another country. And um, she nearly dies in the hospital. This couple goes home with the twins that she had given birth to. And she's living, uh, she's left with uh, thousands and thousands of dollars in medical bills that has wrecked her wrecked her important credit, um, and the brokerage that had signed her up in this contract wouldn't help her. Um, so Kelly, here Kelly is, a year goes by, and she doesn't know who to turn to or what to do, and that's where uh, uh, Jennifer Law comes into the picture, because Kelly contacted Jennifer on the internet, Jennifer was able to help her. Amazing. So I, I, I think I'm a little taken back that this is something, you know, I've heard of surrogacy and I felt like I was up to speed on it. But this is something that's already happening within South Dakota. Yeah, it is. And even just anecdotally, you know, Kelly has her own uh, stories of um, both foreigners and, and Americans uh, that, are, that are entering contracts as I've been learning about this topic, uh, I really came on my radar screen about a year ago, just in visiting with people across the state about um, the moral importance uh, at stake in this. I'm just hearing uh, more and more stories. We were uh, doing a, a talk at Holy Spirit Parish in Sioux Falls, and somebody came up, uh, approached us and said, um, you know, I've got a, 
a friend, they're in a contract with somebody from Israel, how do I talk to them, what do I do? Um, heard stories of, of college, college-age kids, uh, young women just out of college uh, that, are, that are entering these contracts. Um, so it really is a pressing issue, even in South Dakota. Oh, wow. So let's discuss, um, you know, some of the negativities. You've already mentioned a couple of them. Um, what is wrong with commercial surrogacy? Um, people might say, you know, you're providing a family, you're creating a family, you're giving someone a child that they could never have. You know, I'm being devil's advocate right now. But so what are the answers to those kinds of questions? Well, you know, for somebody who struggles with infertility or really longs for a child, that's a, that's a really good and, and beautiful longing, and there aren't necessarily easy answers, but, but bringing money into it uh, isn't the answer. Some of the deepest mysteries of, of life, the answers to them can't be purchased. Um, so what's really at stake is the commodification of, of women and children. And Jennifer is, um, being a pediatric nurse and bioethicist, is really an expert on some of the medical risks at stake, too. Yeah, I'll oh, jump in. Yeah, great. Yeah, um, I think that's what is most problematic, is most people don't realize that a surrogate pregnancy is inherently a higher-risk pregnancy than a natural pregnancy. So when a woman naturally conceives with her own child, uh, of course there's pregnancy risk, and you know, pregnancy is not without complications or risk. But a surrogate mother is exposed to even higher risk. Think of an organ donor. We don't just take one organ from somebody and give it to another. We, we're really mindful that there's a lot of things called organ rejection that happens and, and that we have to make sure that we find the best possible match. So a surrogate mother is pregnant with foreign embryos, so her body immediately responds, this isn't my baby. Our bodies were not designed to carry other people's children. So the surrogate mother is at risk for preeclampsia, maternal gestation, um, hypertension, which is, you know, what happened to Kelly. She had very, very high, severe preeclampsia to the point where she almost suffered a stroke. We had a surrogate mother in California die two weeks ago um, today. Um, she's not the first surrogate mother who's died in the United States. There's three that I know of, and, and that's just been in the last several years. And the way we even find out about these is because we now have social media. So, you know, Twitter and Facebook and GoFundMe accounts are, are talking about this. The media doesn't report any of this because the media narrative is, isn't it wonderful that people are helping people have children? So, and then it's more egregious to me um, to couple these known risks to these women's lives and health with offering them money as an incentive. You know, back to the model of organ donation, we don't pay organ donors, and there's very good ethical principles, um, medical ethical principles that, that underpin that reason, because we know it will be people who need money, the most vulnerable economically, who will sell their kidney, and it will be the wealthy who will have the means to buy. Um, we don't want people to take risks with their, their, with their health um, because they need money. So this bill that we're be, we'll be testifying in favor of this morning removes that that money um, from the equation. Wow. So if you're just joining us this morning, um, I'm Heather Caro, and I'm joined by Father John Rutten, and we're broadcasting this morning from Harrisburg, South Dakota. And we're talking with Chris Motes and Jennifer Lowell, and there's a, a bill that is being proposed at the South Dakota um, legislature this morning. And both of you will be testifying for this bill. Let's talk a little bit 
more about what this bill will do for, um, and if you think we're just talking about the money portion of it, correct, Chris? Yeah, that's that's correct. So, you know, it's really aimed at driving the the really mercantile commercial transaction out of it. I mean, just in the last uh, year and a half, we've seen two brokerages open shop in Sioux Falls, and their whole business model is is to link uh, women with uh, a, another party or parties that would like uh, that would like a child for whatever reason. So it's it's aimed at at uh, at stopping this commercial practice and making any uh, contracts void and unenforceable under contract law in our state. So there's the, a class one misdemeanor provision that prohibits the, the practice of advertising, um, arranging, linking people up essentially is what a brokerage does. But then there's also the, the provision that would make a contract void and unenforceable, which just ensures that um, when parents, uh, when people are seeking custody of a child before a court, we don't want a judge looking at a contract and seeing what the best interests of the adults who signed the contract is, we always want a judge to ask what is the best interest of the child. You know, that's the, that's the legal standard that's used in an adoption proceeding, wow. which is why this bill so would Jennifer, make... So, Jennifer... Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's just... That's why the bill would make the, the contracts unenforceable. Okay. So, why is this so important for you to testify this morning, Jennifer? Oh, well, I'm incredibly um, passionate about um, women's health and not um, using women in an exploitative way. I think it um, undermines the dignity of women um, to be used in these commercial contracts. Um, you know, one of my films is called Breeders, a Subclass of Women, question mark. You know, we're living in the, the, the rebirth of Margaret Atwood's Handmaid's Tale. Um, you know, women have worked hard and long for um, economic rights and, you know, to be seen as equal citizens in, in America. And I think uh, treating one group of women as, you know, uh, paid breeders is unconscionable. And it's happening all, all across the United States. And I live in California, which is one of the, the most abusive, um, you know, exploiters of women for commercial surrogacy. I travel all over Europe where all of this is overwhelmingly banned and prohibited. And when you look at European documents, they speak of violence against women when they talk about surrogacy. So um, I'm absolutely thrilled to be able to finally be here testifying in favor of a bill that I, I support that will go a long way to protecting women and children in the state of South Dakota. So, Father John, hearing all of this going on within our own state, you know, what, what thoughts are coming to your mind? Well, I first heard uh, Chris and Jennifer at Holy Spirit when you gave your presentation, and I guess I was shocked. Um, it's hard to conceive. It's, it's a bit like trafficking. You just can't conceive that the truth is what it is. Um, and so when you were presenting there, Jennifer, uh, Number one, I think the the way in which it's framed was really helpful in that, uh, you know, the idea of the subclass, you know, that, mm. that women are, I mean, we are really, you, not everybody can do this. Wealthy people can do this or people that have uh, the income to do it. And then they exploit the circumstances of another person mm -hmm. uh, to get this. And um, it is a, you know, 
infertility is a is a wound and is a pain that we must be present to and walk mm-hmm. with people in but it was so clear that what we're beginning is a commercialization of something that's of human life i and and the juxtaposition of, of it against other organs mm. was super compelling like we would never start saying, you know, we're going to give a liver to the highest bidder. Yeah. Uh, we're going to decide if you're going to get your, you know, transplant based mm-hmm. on whether, um, you know, all these factors. And then here for children, for the womb, for somebody's womb, we're going to rent out your womb. I just was really, and it strikes me again, Chris, to think that two facilities in Sioux Falls have opened up. What? Yep. I mean, it's stunning. I don't know. It's hard to conceive. Any thoughts on that, Chris? It, it is, and that's kind of one of the one of the reasons that we just really need to have a conversation about this. It's eye-opening. It's been really um, encouraging having conversations with legislators out on the, the floor of the Capitol who may have never heard of this before. They, they there's kind of a steep, um, you know, education climb, but once they like hear Kelly's story, once they learn about what's happening, it is, it is a bit eye-opening and shocking. The other, the other really um, compelling thing about this topic, uh, as Jennifer alluded to earlier, this is not a, you know, our classic American red-blue divide that we all know and get fatigued of. And this is, this is a big tent issue. Um, this is an issue in which you've got um, you know, your, your passionate pro-lifers, you've got your anti-human trafficking organizations, you've got, um, you know, feminist activists, you've got progressive European parliaments. It's, um, it's really an issue that so many different sorts of people can, can see in it that there's something that, that just runs contrary to the, to the dignity of women, to the dignity of pregnancy, to the dignity of children. It seems very black and white to me, and so I really hope that this bill passes. Um, what 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 would you like to be sure that the the legislatures know this morning as you testify? I want them to know that the citizens that they represent are behind them when they vote for this, which is why I you know whenever I'm talking to people, I you know email your legislator. Let them know that this is a this is a good bill and that they have your support when they vote for it. And how about you, Jennifer? What is so important for you to let the legislatures know this morning? Well, I think, you know, to, to poke away at the holes that, you know, the pregnancy like surrogates are um, undergoing are without risk. Um, and that we, if we really care about the women in South Dakota, that means we care about their health and their lives and that we don't want to pass laws that will put them in harm's way. So this is this is happening today, and if it makes past this committee, um, then what are the next steps, steps Chris? Well, it's, it'll go to the House floor probably sometime next week, which is why it is, okay. uh, as I've said, really great for people to email their legislators and offer their support, specifically your, your House representatives. After the House, um, which I'm, I'm confident in passage, it's going to go on to the Senate. So it's going to be important to contact our senators, too. If people do want to stay in the loop on where's this at, what can I do, how can I learn more, they can go to uh, sdcatholicsconference.org and listen to episode one of our Faith and Politics podcast, 
and they can sign up for our uh, newsletter, our email distribution list, at the um, at, at the sign up uh, tab on the website sdcatholicconference.org. All right. Well, we're out of time this morning. Thanks, Chris and Jennifer, for joining us. Um, Coming up next, we're going to have a prayerfully yours segment. And then later, Father John is looking to answer your questions at Straight Talk. We'll be right back after this message. Looking forward to it. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 